1: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
2: Week 18 of the NFL season. And uh, Tom, you've been producing the show all season long. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. Can you believe? I mean, I'm sure you remember when we started and we were like, Tom, week one, man, this is it. Can you feel it? Man, we got a little pep in my step. NFL season's finally here. Doesn't that feel like it was like just yesterday and now we're embarking on week 18?
1: Yeah, pretty much. And good morning, everyone. And good morning, Anita. It, it's been a very quick NFL season, in my opinion. Maybe it's just because I have to get up on Sunday mornings now. And I haven't had to do that in years past, but it, it's moved really quickly through the season. I expect the same thing for the playoffs, but we kind of know how that is going to shape out now. We hope you all had a great fantasy season as well. And um, yeah, we're just excited for the future, I think.
2: So, again, this this hour is fantasy forecast. Granted, all the leagues pretty much should be over. Um, if they're not, not sure what's wrong with your commish. But, nonetheless, uh, there's still DFS to be played. Uh, and there's still gambling to be had, especially in prop bets, which uh, I did not do great last night. I'll get into that in just a second. We had two games that we know that were played last night. And um, so, so, again, I mean <laughs> – Phone lines will be open, 800-919-3776. Actually, I I do want to hear, I'm curious, I want to hear from folks whose Fantasy Football League ended in a way where whoever was in the championship had a Buffalo Bills player or had a Cincinnati Bengals player. And of course, we know that that game wasn't played. So I'm curious how your commissioner ruled the championship.
1: Well um, I I can actually give you a first hand experience about that if you would like Anita. Oh
2: please please Tom I am because I so so again just just to you know me Tom full full transparency 12 leagues I played in this year this was not a stellar year for me. Um, I only made it to the postseason, I wanna say in if I remember correctly, I'm trying to forget, four or five. Ooh. Um, and I only made it to the championship in two. So I only made it that's really what it comes down to, right? At the end of the day. So I made it to the championship in two of my twelve and I lost both. And the and and I lost both because I had either of uh, I had either Josh Allen or I had Jamar Chase or I had Joe Mixon so uh, you know I lost because I had a player that I oh Stefan Diggs I, I I lost by two points and 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 I had Stefan Diggs right so um and, and again listen because of how what transpired on Monday night with Damar Hamlin I'm not sitting here complaining right uh, dude is alive he's breathing on his own um he's got his his full mental capacity which was really the biggest concern uh, once we were told that he was going to make it, uh, now the concern was, okay, well, you know, how much how much lack, lack of oxygen uh, was flowing to his brain? And sure enough, he is okay, and he is on his road to recovery, and that's more important than any fantasy football matchup. I understand that. I'm not sitting here complaining. Let me just make that clear. I'm just curious— How, how your commissioners and if there were folks out there that unfortunately lost their fantasy football matchup, because like me and both my championships had players, um, that, (laughs) that were null and void because the Cincinnati uh, Buffalo game was canceled. Here's another one for you. I had a commissioner in a league who, who appointed the championship to my opponent, even before the news broke. That the Cincinnati Bengals game and the um and, and the Buffalo Bills game was canceled, <laughs> they had already appointed. So, you know, what are you going to do? This this is this has been somewhat of a of a, a crazy season, uh, but nonetheless, again, what really matters is Demar Hamlin is go is on his road to recovery. But Tom, with that being said, I'm curious. So, how did your your fantasy football final championship pan out?
1: So I was the two seed going into the uh, finals against the four seed. I have about 12 people in my league, um, some buddies from college. And Mm -hmm. I had Joe Mixon, Devin Singletary, and Dawson Knox still to play. My opponent had uh, Evan McPherson, the Bengals kicker. Mm -hmm. And I was down by about 20 points. So I figured with the three of them, and even though he had McPherson playing, I think I had a very good shot at winning. I think the total was around 101 to like 80 or 85 at that rate.
2: Did you do you recall? Do you recall what your um what your percentage was? What your like what your probability?
1: My probability of to was?
2: win. Yeah. Do you remember what that was?
1: I don't remember, but I think I was projected to get about a hundred and twenty points, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um. So I probably would have won. Um. Unfortunately, with what happened, again, we kind of just had to abide by the NFL's decisions. That's what my commissioner decided to do. I'll still be getting uh paid for coming in second place so that's always good um but unfortunately again it's an unfortunate situation with demar hamlin i'm not going to complain about it like i still win at the end of the day and even if i come in second what matters more than fantasy is life so that that's perfectly fine whatever happened happened it's just unfortunate that it had to go that way
2: so i'm curious i'm curious to hear how your commissioners out there um and uh, did your fantasy football season and, and, and how and why was, was I, I, I would find it hard to believe, okay? I would find it hard to believe with the number of um, explosive players and how great both those offenses are in Cincinnati and Buffalo, I would find it hard to believe that they're few and far between any championship out there that did not have at least one player from the Bengals or the Bills on their roster. I would find it hard to believe. Okay, so we're going to get to your calls, 800-919-3776. So get them locked and loaded. Just to get you up to speed on what happened last night, uh, we had two games, of course. Kansas City took care of the Raiders, 31-13. to Patrick Mahomes, only, only 202 passing yards, one touchdown. Um, it was all about the rushing game. Kansas City put up uh, 168 rushing yards against the Raiders. How about that? So, um, and, uh, Jarek McKinnon scored another touchdown. So that's, uh, I want to say, what was that? Six, six touchdowns in nine games, something like that. Right? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think so. No, well, I'm trying to, th- yeah, six, six touchdowns in nine games, because going into this, it was five touchdowns in eight games, but nonetheless, uh, Jarek McKinnon scoring, uh, Tony look great? Uh, again, I I would, I would love to know what the heck happened here with the Giants and Kadarius Tony and why they couldn't work it out. But nonetheless, very explosive player now with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, very disappointed in Jared Stidham, considering he put up 365 yards against the 49ers last week. I was expecting a better performance uh, from him against Kansas City, and that did not happen. 209 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He did rush for 50 yards, so that was good. Uh, also, Devontae Adams, five receptions for 73 Hunter Renfro scored a touchdown um, and Darren Waller, two for 35. So nothing really to write home about uh, there in regard to, um, in regard to the, um, I'm looking for the other game here that was played and there it is. Okay. Uh, nothing to write home about in regard to uh, the statistics and and stats for the players. And then of course, Jacksonville did beat the Tennessee Titans last night, 20 to 16. And, and by the way, a horrible way and And if you did watch me on Daily Wager, we had a special show yesterday, Saturday morning at 1030. I said, I do believe Jacksonville wins, but I do like Tennessee to cover. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. I did have Tennessee plus six. Hopefully you did as well. But... Joshua Dobbs what a horrible way he's passing the ball his hand is almost there I think it was really teetering whether or not his his hand in his forward motion uh, was legit and of course they ruled it was not so Josh Allen picked up the fumble ran it in scored a touchdown pretty much Jacksonville's defense as explosive and as great as Trevor Lawrence and this offense has been as of late it's really the defense uh, that really brought it home for Jacksonville yesterday so and my heart goes out to Dobbs played a solid game, throws a solid ball, not to say that he's going to be the starting quarterback anywhere, anytime soon, but a solid backup when needed. That's for sure. And we've seen this year, just how important that is. Derrick Henry, 30 carries for 109 yards. So if he went over carries and over rushing yards, I want to say it ended at 92 and a half or 94 and a half for Derek Henry heading into this game. So if you had that good for you, uh, not a lot going on in the passing game, Robert Woods, four for 40, uh, Traylon Burks, 4 for 19. So really nothing to write home about in the passing game. Really, the big key was Derrick Henry, and what a beast he was. He's so fun to watch run. Trevor Lawrence, 212 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, ATN only put up 17 rushing yards. Get this. Jacksonville only rushed for a total of 19. Get that. Marinade. Can we marinate in this for a second? Uh, <laughs> um, Jacksonville only rushed for a total of 19 yards. How about that? Christian Kirk, 6 for 99 Zay Jones two, 4 for 21. This was upsetting to me. This was my best bet yesterday and this was Zay Jones over 55 and a half receiving yards. Why? He needed 98 for 500. So get this. He needed he needed four he needed five receptions. I'm sorry. He needed two receptions for $250,000. That he got. He was 4 for 21. He needed five, He needed 98 receiving yards for another $500,000. And he was targeted. He was targeted six times. Uh, he came down with four receptions, uh, 21 yards, was also targeted wide open in the end zone. Unfortunately, Trevor Lawrence couldn't connect with him. But nonetheless, uh, <laughs> far from the 55 and a half, and that was my best bet, I thought for sure. Granted, he was targeted, but Christian Kirk was targeted more. Eight targets, his longest 33. So there's that. So now Jacksonville advances. Uh, so now the playoff picture is looking more and more complete for us. Now Jacksonville advances. They're going to be the fourth seed in the AFC. And, um, and so, and so there, is, there is that. Kansas City right now with the number one seed uh, in the AFC. Based on the results from uh, from this uh, this yesterday's games and a lot more obviously to be played today. I'm going to spend the next hour. We're going to take your calls, Linda and Lucas. You guys are going to be first up when we get back. I want to hear about your uh, your your fantasy uh, league finals. And when we get back, I'm, I'm going to paint the picture for you in regard to the teams today. Who's playing for something? Who's playing for nothing? Because it's really important. Uh, in regard to what players we can anticipate playing today, especially when it comes to to fantasy and DFS, we're also going to hear from Cynthia Freeland. As always, she joined me yesterday on my program. So as always, I like to replay that segment with Cynthia Freeland with you each and every each and every Sunday morning as well. And don't forget, New York Game Day kicks off at 8 a.m. So uh, we've got uh, Matthias Kiwanuka who'll be joining me then, and of course Mike Tannenbaum. the the The, the whole crew is here, right? We've got. Jordan Renan, as well as uh, Rich Samini. So stay tuned. Uh, More to come. Linda, Lucas, you guys will be first up. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's
1: signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
2: Um, and of course, Kansas City takes care of the Raiders uh, yesterday, so now they have clinched the number one seed and get that 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 first round by, sitting at 14-3. and three. Buffalo, Cincinnati competing for that number two seed. That's their motivation to play and, of course, win today. Uh, and um, Jacksonville beating the Tennessee Titans. So they're locked in as that fourth seed, and they're waiting to see what happens between the Chargers and the Ravens. Chargers and Ravens playing with motivation to try to get the fifth seed, let's be honest. Uh, If you were the Chargers or the Ravens, you'd rather travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars as opposed to travel to Buffalo or Cincinnati to take on one of those teams. I would imagine, although I do believe, I do believe the Jags are going to be a dangerous team uh, coming into the postseason Uh, is, is their offense did not look spectacular last night. I still believe that they're going to be a dangerous team and I wouldn't be surprised if they win the first round of their matchup. Uh, really, it all comes down to today. Who's going to get that seventh seed? The Patriots—they need to beat the Bills in order to get the seventh seed. I don't see that happening today, especially with Hamlin doing so well now at the hospital. Uh, and, and I think this Bills team playing at home—Bills Mafia—just it, it just the emotion of what's you know what what it's going to be like there in Orchard Park is going to be sensational today. So I think it's going to be a tough sledding. For the patriots to win you got the miami dolphins going up against the jets the dolphins are starting their rookie quarterback and skylar thompson and of course the jets as we know are st- they're go- they're rolling with joe flacco and then of course the pittsburgh steelers who i do believe steelers will beat the cleveland browns so we'll see what happens how this all plays out but the steelers the dolphins the patriots all vying for that seventh spot that's how the afc is looking right now let's uh oh, before we get to your calls i want to remind you this season marks the 50th anniversary the New York Islanders hockey to, to help celebrate. We're giving away tickets. to The January 14th matchup against the Montreal Canadiens at UBS arena to enter, download the free ESPN app. Now scroll down to contest and submit your entry brought to you by the New York Islanders. Join in on the fun this season by grabbing your tickets at newyorkislanders.com for full contest rules. Go to ESPN, All right, let's go to your calls. Linda. Welcome in. How are you doing? My friend.
3: Okay, Anita. My matchup was for third place, which is in the money. Mm-hmm. And my commissioner decided that it should be a tie. The opponent I had, of course, is one of his coworkers. But besides that, it should yeah. be a tie. I have Josh Allen, mm. and I feel that I should let it ride. Projections would have me winning by nine points, and I need 22 to win. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, and here's another thing, Linda. And Linda, thanks for the phone call. Always love when you call into the show in the morning. Uh, girlfriend, uh, makes me smile. Um, and, and happy new year to you and yours, Linda. Um, here's the thing again, it's, it's, you know, I, I, and it's very, really interesting because yesterday reports came out and, and now I'm talking regular football, right? Not fantasy football. I'm talking like real actual football, right? Because the Buffalo Bills Cincinnati game was canceled. Now there's all these stipulations that if, the Ravens beat Cincinnati, then it's going to be a coin flip for the wild card game. So the Ravens could host a wild card game, even though Cincinnati did win the AFC North. It's just, it's so convoluted in regards to what can play out here. And apparently, Cincinnati is quote unquote livid with the decisions that the uh, that the that the NFL owners made in regards to how the postseason potentially could play out. If the Ravens win, if the Bills win, so you know it. You're livid, but you know at the same time we just spent a week talking about the importance of life and health with Hamlin. So, so, so that report does not put the the the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals in a good light. Okay, I, for us to sit here and complain about how our fantasy football league um, ended and how, you know, possibly we all got screwed <laughs> because the game wasn't played. Again, it's you know, should should you contest it? I, I would like I wouldn't at the end of the day, I, again, I just, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I I get it. I get it. It's disappointing, especially as much listen, I know how much work and time I put into my fantasy football season. But at the at the end of the day, uh the, the, the bigger the, the bigger story here and, and obviously the the, the the positive story, especially heading into today's games, uh is is Hamlin is on his road to recovery. So no, I wouldn't contest it. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh cause a, a fuss. Um you know, I would just chalk it up to a solid season, you finish third. Hopefully you got some money. And, um, and you come back next year bigger and better than before. Let's go to Lucas in the Bronx. Lucas, you're up. Welcome in. Good morning.
3: Good morning, Anita. I just wanted to say thank you for everything you do for an amazing season. I appreciate you so much.
2: Oh, thank you, um,
3: Lucas. So, so here's the crazy thing. So I, I, was, I called to tell you that uh, it was a 20-point lead, so we decided to do co-champions because uh, one of the guys had uh, uh, Josh Allen as well, down by 20,
1: mm-hmm. T.
3: Higgins and uh, Tyler Bass. But uh, my other league, it's amazing. It's uh, gonna be the Diggs versus Jamar Chase championship game to make up for the for the for the championship today. So whoever digs chase whoever scores the most wins the championship on the other league. So thank you so much. And um, that's my call. Thank you. Bye.
2: You got it. Happy New Year. Um let's go to Mike. Mike, welcome in. Good morning.
3: Hi, oh, good morning, Nina. I love your show. Um uh, uh, for our championship game, I needed just ten points from T. Higgins to uh, to beat the commissioner to win the final. Um, so I was, you know, looking forward to watching the game and watching T. Higgins catch a couple passes and win the chip. Um, uh, but then, of course, a horrible situation happens. Um, so the next day, uh, the commissioner called me and was like, um, you know. The league is looking to uh, donate the pot to DeMar Hamlin's charity. I forget the name of his charity. I believe it's like a Toys for Tots kind of thing. Yes, yes. Yeah. And um, so uh, that's what we decided to do as a league, to donate the pot to DeMar Hamlin's charity of choice.
2: Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's, that's really special, Mike. That's, uh, that's, that's fantastic. God bless you guys oh,
3: thank you thank you. Thank you. Love
2: every- thank you thank you, thank you for sharing that. Uh, really do appreciate it and um I, I would imagine i would I would hope that there are a number of fantasy leagues out there that did just that um quick break, we come back like I said, Cynthia Freeland will join us on the program we'll take a tour around the nfl uh, i'm going to tee up for her some of the games. What are the games that do matter? What are some of the games that don't like for example. Chicago and Houston does matter. In what way? They both want to lose so that they get the number one overall pick in this year's NFL draft. So Cynthia Freeland and I, uh, we break it down. Again, she joined me yesterday, just FYI, so I'm replaying that interview for you coming up next right here on 98.7 ESPN.
1: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
2: All right, without further ado, Cynthia Freeland joined me yesterday on the program. Uh, we did uh, a walkthrough. It's, it's, it's a very convoluted week 18. There's no denying that. Who's playing for something? Who's not? Who would you wager on? Who are you? Keep? Listen, this is a week that if you were to say to me, Anita, I'm not wagering on any of these games. I can't make it out. I understand. Keep your money, save your money, get ready for the playoffs. But anyway, Cynthia Freeland and I do a deep dive. And we start with the one game that probably if you were to say, Anita, you could only wager on one game this week. Which game would it be? For me, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that line was two and a half. It's now jumped up to three. But when I had Cynthia on, I was, I was a little perplexed. And I asked her, why is this line at two and a half?
0: I think it's probably sitting there because the Jacksonville – Tennessee game is today so people are like well what are you going to put like i mean there are scenarios that we all need to be mindful of but like like look at the at the end of the day i think that i'm with you i think it is a mispriced line for sure and i think that i i love your all all the ways that you're thinking about this but you know i i do think it's an interesting one always where like once i do not know what to make of all of it now there are some weird rumors swirling about coaching changes and everything and you don't even know. And per- perhaps that's part of it where it's like there, you know, there's some version of like, you know, the rumor mill that like, Oh, if they don't win, blah, 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 if the Browns don't win. Who knows what happens. And, you know, these people are writing articles saying things and nobody knows anything in my opinion, but you know, look at, at the end of the day, I think it's Miss line and I think it's nothing more than that. And we should all really think about like how good of a coach Mike Tomlin is to be able to do this with, like this, you know, this team, which is a really in rebuild mode, with this not so great O line, and and he's done a great job.
2: Yeah, you you mentioned the rumors out there in regard to the the coaching carousel. I've heard that there's a possibility that this could be Mike Tomlin's last game with the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is really surprising to me. Um Also, you know, obviously you've got Sean Payton out there. I, from last I heard, that uh, he's going to be interviewing with the Denver Broncos, which I thought, by the way. Because Condoleezza Rice is consulting the Denver Broncos, I thought that would be more of a landing place for um, for Jim Harbaugh um, as opposed to Sean Payton. So, uh, you know, what 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 are you hearing? What do you know? How do you see how do you see this coaching carousel playing out as of right now? I know we still have a ways to go uh, before, obviously, anything is just is determined.
0: Well, the first thing I think is just because they're interviewing Sean Payton doesn't mean that he's going to be the guy who gets the job. Right. I think, you know, I think Sean's going to be the hot coaching name in large part, because I mean, you have to remember they have to pay. Like if, if Sean Payton goes anywhere, like the, the saints like own his rights. Right. So like, it's a little bit different than, than another, than a normal just interview situation. So I, I mean, we'll just see how the whole thing plays out. They'll interview multiple people. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see, but I, I think that the Broncos head coaching job absolutely needs to go to someone who will be able to work with Russell Wilson in a way that works for both of them, because that's to me the least attractive coaching job out there because you're saddled with that monstrous contract. Yes. The defense has a, it's a great secondary, but they've got a lot of work to do and it really comes down to motivating Russell Wilson. And I I mean, since his hand injury, I haven't seen a lot of signs pointing to him really playing at the level that that contract would dictate.
2: So, uh, so all right. So again, let's 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 circle back to what's going on with this week eighteen slate, right? So the Patriots need to win to get in. Uh, the Bills are playing obviously for the seed. Like I said, I'm 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 staying away from these Bills in the Cincinnati game just because, uh, you know, I don't know what to expect from these players after all that they experienced on Monday. Uh, the Ravens, uh, they they are competing for that fifth or sixth seed. Uh, in the AFC, Cincinnati again. So, so they're so both those teams competing for a seeding. Minnesota and and the Bears. The Bears. Here, here's what's interesting: the Bears and the Houston Texans competing for the number one overall pick. So the Bears are at home, um, getting six against the Minnesota Vikings. Houston is on the road going up against the Colts, and they're getting two and a half. Are you playing either of those games? I, I, I call it the NFL draft. Um, scenario Uh, both again trying to get that number one seed any plays in those two games considering that you've got two teams wanting the number one overall pick
0: I mean I I feel no confidence on this on this at all because the reality is is I mean I think that there's a good chance that like you know look the Vikings could get up big and not and then rest their starters and something weird could happen. you know like because they don't really have a lot to play for either right so I mean, this is, this is kind of like a, not a great, I don't know that this just seems like you, you might have to be a little bit, a little bit of a degenerate to, to figure this one out, but like, you know, maybe we are, so maybe that's where we've gotten, but I just, I think people, Well, I know, I are... know, go ahead,
2: Go ahead. no, oh, I, I you saying. said you have to be a little <laughs> bit of a degenerate. Well, I, I am, I am. So, I... You too, <laughs> but, but, you know, but again, I. I just don't I can't I can't figure it out uh the Jets going up against the Miami Dolphins the Jets announced that Joe Flacco will be the starting quarterback as opposed to Zach Wilson And, and I'm sure that there's Jets fans here in New York that are like why why not give Zach Wilson like one last game before the season ends um And at the same time, I do believe this very well will be Joe Flacco's last game. And I think that's a big reason why they're giving Joe Flacco this game. I think this is, I think he's going to retire after this again. I don't know anything. I'm not reporting anything. Just what my gut is telling me the Miami Dolphins going with Skylar John, uh, Skylar Thompson, their rookie quarterback, they're favored by three and a half. The over-unders at 37, any play here.
0: I think maybe the over 37 seems a little low, especially because, you know, look, I, I don't love this play. Like, I'm very worried about Miami's o-line like they're playing like they're, you know, tackle number 62573 I think. So, it's not it's just not a great o-line situation for them, but uh, look, I I do not feel great about any like any of that one either. Like that one could go either way. I don't feel very strongly about I mean, Joe Flacco could very easily win this game for them. And maybe it's better for the Dolphins not to have that maybe their playoff hopes maybe maybe wait another year and make sure that two is okay so we don't need any any more concussion stuff
2: uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Tampa, they've already locked in as the number four seed in the NFC. But Todd Bowles came out and said that Tom Brady and a number of their starters are going to start the game. Do they finish? Not sure. I don't expect no. them. I think that would be ridiculous. But nonetheless, Atlanta, Atlanta at home is favored by
0: four. Are you playing this one at all? Atlanta, I'm taking Atlanta to win this one. Sure, they can start the game and they could play for a little bit and get their mojo back. I think it is important to maybe foster a little bit more of that Tom Brady to Mike Evans connection that we saw be rekindled last week. I think that's an important thing to add important level of their game going into the playoffs. So perhaps we see a couple of deep shots and kind of get the rust off, keep the rust from happening that nothing changes, you know, left or right but Remember, that O line has been decimated all season long. If you think that they're sitting in there risking anything going into the playoffs after narrowly eking their way into it, I just, I think that would be, I think that would be a little nuts. I mean, again, I've seen nuts things before, but I don't, you know, playing is one thing, starting is one thing, playing the entire game is another. Caroline,
2: the Saints playing for nothing. The Giants are going to be resting their players. Wow, this line now is up to 16 against the Eagles. I'll tell you what. I, I like the Giants with a backdoor cover here. Uh, this is how I see this game playing out. I see the Eagles coming out, Jalen Hurts getting the start, um, going up b- by a lot, and then um, Gardner Minshew coming in maybe midway through the third quarter, definitely the fourth quarter in in the Giants um, with that backdoor cover. So I, I and and again I I'm not telling like if I had to play this game, I'm not saying definitely play this game, but if I was, that's kind of how yeah. I envision this game playing out. Uh, how, how do you?
0: No. Yeah, no, I think I think that's right. I, I Also, the Eagles, you know, look, I know something that they're really looking at is they want to minimize any turnovers going into the playoffs. I know that's like a big focus for them. So I just think it's – I also think that it's going to be a slower-paced game for them too. So I just think it's one of those things where they're going to be really smart about – you know, like maybe, I don't know what the number for Miles Sanders is, but maybe like if you wanted to look at a number, perhaps like, you know, Miles Sanders or one of the running backs, other running backs, they could have a ridiculously low number and you could have some fun with that. But apart from that, I, I think that it's pretty much a, you know, the, the, the point of the game is to get out of it and, you know, have a couple, have a nice long rest for them and get the W and make sure that, you know, getting that W means they get to spend a a couple extra days at home. Before Dallas Cowboys yeah.
2: going to, right. Dallas, uh, Dallas going to Washington, Dallas favored by seven. Now here's the situation. If the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Giants, um, well actually now they're, they're so, so Dallas is going to be scoreboard watching, right. And, and let's be honest yep. since the Giants are going to be sitting players. So, you know, how do you play this? Because Dallas really Eagles, um, Eagles win Dallas really isn't playing for much.
0: Yeah, I mean, scoreboard watching, I think what they do is, I mean, you saw like you saw last week there was no Tony Pollard. Perhaps you see people taking like just nice easy reps, maybe get Tony Pollard back worked in after, you know, being, you know, being held out for with an injury. You see a nice slow unfolding game, probably ball control type of situation. Of course they want to win, but I don't think that's going to be, I think they'll be more mindful of, you know, okay, well, we, we, we know the situation as it stands. Let's just kind of stay, get like nice, easy, nice and easy, get out of here with a, with a nice, a nice healthy group.
2: Um, the 49ers playing for the seed. they're favored by 14 against Arizona. Uh, The Rams looking to upset the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, What about that Rams plus five and a half Baker Mayfield, last chance, last opportunity to showcase what he can do to try to get a a, a starting job with another team somewhere else next year. Um, do you like the Rams playing spoiler tomorrow?
0: I I mean, I would love it, um, from the standpoint of being (laughs) aligned because, and it gives the Lions and it, it gives meaning to that, you know, that game at night between those two teams, you know, Green Bay and Detroit. But at the end of the day, I don't think that I don't think that they will do it. I think, you know, Smith also has a lot he wants to prove. He's really had a nice resurgent season. And I think capping that off in a way that sends him to a potential playoff spot if Green Bay were to somehow lose. Is, a, is, is what will happen. Although, I, again, I, I like the idea of it, and I don't know what the, the, the line happens to be, but I do think it'll be a closer game than, than expected.
2: Last but not least, um, let's talk about a game that very well could have a lot of implications uh, depending on how the rest of the day pans out. And, of course, that, that's meaning that the Seattle, Seattle Seahawks lose to the Rams. Uh, but this is a Packers team at home favored by five against the Detroit Lions. The over-under is at 49. How are you playing this?
0: So forty nine is interesting because it started off at like fifty three or something, a lot higher, and I think maybe right around fifty is is where I would put this game. Um, So I I I like that that's moved in a direction that I believe in. Um, I think this is going to be a game where you see a pretty fun game from both quarterbacks. You've seen you know Jared Goff has thrown fifteen touchdowns, zero interceptions since week ten, the best ratio in the league. You've seen the deep pass be a problem area for the, the Packers defense you know obviously they've gotten better in recent weeks but you know you've also seen the Lions be able to pressure quarterbacks more in recent weeks they haven't been able to stop the run but they've been able to pressure the quarterback more so I think between the two I think it'll be hopefully a more closely fought game than 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 Packers fans would like but I I really think that the Lions will will give it a even if, even if they've got nothing to play for I think they gave it a good shot because remember if Seattle wins at the beginning of the day. They still, I mean, their, their draft pick they get from the Rams, so they won't be playing for, you know, prime draft order for once in my life.
2: Again, that's Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, like she does uh, each and every Saturday. So thrilled to, uh, of course, uh, have her on the program. Uh, quick break. We come back. Last segment, I'll share with you uh, some of the players that are flying low on the radar that I would use in DFS this week. Okay, so stay tuned for that. Anita Marks with you. And then, of course, uh, momentarily, we will kick off New York Game Day right here on 98.7 ESPN.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
2: Okay, really quick because we do have to kick off uh, New York Game Day and Matthias Kiwanuka is, is waiting on the sidelines. When is ever Matthias on the sidelines? Never, but um, he is right now. So... um <laughs> So here here you go. Here's a list of guys that I'm going to be playing in DFS today. Okay. Uh, Let me some Brock Purdy. Boy, is he Purdy. Um, again, <laughs> that was stupid. Against Arizona. Okay. I, I mean, beyond the obvious, right? Jalen Hurts, Giants not playing anyone. Um, Josh Allen, uh, you know, again, Bill's team playing with a lot of extra motivation and fire and passion and emotion today. That's for sure. Uh, Joe Burrow against the Ravens. Um, Geno Smith against the Rams <clears throat> and Aaron Rodgers against Detroit running backs that I'm utilizing love me Cam Akers against Seattle their rush defense is god-awful uh, Stevenson against Buffalo Zach Moss against Houston Algier against the Tampa Bay Bucks. I think Tampa Bay they rest their players after the first quarter mm-hmm. Jamal Williams looking for the uh, rushing touchdown title mm-hmm. for this season I think he scores a touchdown today against Green Bay um, Brightwell, I think, is going to get a lot of work for the Giants today against the Eagles. James Cook against New England. Samaji P. Ryan, he's got some incentives going today for rushing yards against Baltimore. Uh, Matt Breida, curious to see how much Matt Breida plays. Uh, Jonathan Williams is going to get the start for Washington. Could be v- v- dirt cheap on DFS. Corey Clement getting the start for Arizona today, at least last I saw, against the 49ers. Rex Burkhead, this could be very well his last game. So I, I think he goes out in style for the Houston Texans against the Colts. And Boston Scott against the Giants. I think at some point in time, Philadelphia's going to start resting their players. And, uh, and, and Boston Scott always has good games against the Giants. Um, as for uh, receivers, you know, uh, the obvious. Uh, Justin Jefferson, a lot of incentives there, by the way. He wants to win the uh, receiving title this year. Uh, Jamar chase again, the, the obvious are there, right? Tyree kill from Miami, uh, Garrett Wilson. I do like him against Miami today, especially with Joe Flacco starting DJ Moore, some incentives there for him against the saints. Terry McLaurin was very vocal in Sam Howell starting for the Washington commanders today. So <clears throat> does Howell repay him by giving him a lot of targets? I think so. It's what we quarterbacks do. Uh, Jacoby Myers against Buffalo. Uh, Zay, well, Zay Jones played yesterday. Uh, Rashid, um, Sh- Rashid Shaleed, Shahid. Say that again, Anita. Rashid Shaheed, uh, wide receiver for the Saints, going up against Carolina. Uh, boy, has he come on strong the, the second half of the season. Tyler Boyd against Baltimore. Gabe Davis against the Patriots. Um, <coughs> excuse me, I also like Hodgins against the Eagles. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie has some incentives today as well for the Buffalo Bills against New England. And Quez Watkins against the Giants. Again, I think at some point in time the game's going to get out of hand with the Giants, and you're going to see the Philadelphia Eagles players come in, their backups come in. Um, George Kittle against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Mark Andrews against Cincinnati. Fryermouth against Cleveland. Love me some Gerald Everett. For the Chargers against Denver, again, incentives there in play for him to win some extra cash. Delaney Woods tied in for Indianapolis against Houston. And Cade Oto- O'Don Odon, Odon? Uh, tied in for the Tampa Bay Bucks against Atlanta. So, again, these are some of the players low on the radar, not your average names that are winning championships for you. But guys that I think are going to come in. And, uh, and and get some playing time and that you can get dirt cheap on DFS. So this concludes Fantasy Forecast. Hopefully we've got you a little bit in the know heading into Week 18. Like I said, it's pretty convoluted, uh, but we'll do the best we can the next three hours with Matthias Kiwanuka, myself, and of course Mike Tannenbaum uh, to get you even more in the know. So stay tuned. Uh, New York Game Day kicks off next right here on 98.7 ESPN.
1: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.